Romans 5 and 5, if you would, please. Romans 5 and 5. And hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto you. Love has been poured out. Amen. We're going to go through that a little while this morning. There's a different level to the move of the Spirit of God. There's a different level. There's an awesome spirit here this morning. There's a very awesome spirit here. This book is not a book of suggestions. It's not that. It's a book of commandments. The book of commandments. Thy shall not what? Steal. That's a commandment. Throughout this book, it's a commandment. Everything works for the gather of those that what? It's like Brother Ken mentioned in Sunday school class about Daniel. The reason they were so successful, they loved God. The lion didn't put no fear in their hearts. Because they love God. He didn't, I don't believe Daniel cared if the lion was to eat him up. He loved God. And he knew where he was going. Because he loved God. Everything works together to what? Because they love God. Because they love God. Continuous revival until Jesus comes. Could you say that with me today? Continuous revival until Jesus comes. Till he comes. The first 300 years after the book of Acts 2, there was a revival. Christ was adding to the church and multiplying daily. Then they began to drift away from that. So we want to have a revival. How many know you're born for this time? Shout out hallelujah. It's time for the church to begin to shout the word of God. Esther, you're born for this time. Caleb said at 85, God has kept me alive for this time. How many of you know that the only reason you're living today is because God has a purpose in your life? Got no other reason to be here. The only reason we're born in this world is to be winning souls. We got no other reason to be here. St. John 15 says, fruit. You must bear fruit. Now, that's not love and joy and peace. He's talking about soul winning. You get over in the book of Galatians, he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And let your fruit remain. The those that's going to be one to God in the future, we need to make double sure that they remain in the body of Christ because they have a work to do. Acts was a continuous revival. The church was multiplying daily because of Jesus Christ and what he was doing. The love of God is shed where? Where? In your heart. In your heart. It's been poured out in our hearts. 
to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our might, with all of our strength. We're to love God. We're to love God. We're to love God. The Greek word here for love means to pour out. I mean, shed means to pour out. Or has been pouring in and is keeping pouring in. I mean, you know, that if he didn't keep pouring in us, we would be of all people most miserable. You ought to shout hallelujah. You're glad that Jesus has continued pouring the love of God in our hearts. God so loved that he gave. When people are filled with the Spirit of God and they love God, they're going to give. Whatsoever you find for your hands to do, do it with all your heart, all your soul, all your might as unto God. Then you'll see the reward. Some people say that when I tithe, I don't look for no return. Then you don't look for the devourers to rebuke your enemy. I mean, God, Jesus, to rebuke your devourer. He'll bless you abundantly. He'll rebuke your devourer. Glory to God. Keeps pouring out. How many of you know that Acts 2, when the Holy Ghost was poured out as a rushing mighty wind, that is supposed to be in our hearts until the day we die. A rushing mighty wind, unlimited power in our hearts because we love God. Because we love God. I don't come to church because I'm the pastor. Might be one reason. But I come a long time, 20 some odd years, without being a pastor because I love God. You come because you love God, right? Brother James Clayton here today because of one man, Tony Evans. Is that right? Rick Peel is here today because of one man. Of who? Who, Sharon? Because of William May witness to him. We all have the ability to witness to somebody to win a soul to God. Really been on my mind lately, God, don't let us die without winning a somebody to Christ. Don't let us leave this world without winning somebody to Christ and let our fruit remain. The love of God keeps pouring into our hearts. When we're at our lowest moment, and some of you like our family has experienced some low moments in the last few months. But I want you to know something in your low moments. The Spirit of God is still pouring His love into your heart. If He wasn't, we wouldn't still be here today. But it's the love of God that compels us to keep going on for Him. The love of God is keep pouring out in our hearts. It is meant to be poured out in our hearts so it can be poured out unto others. Unto others. I was telling Sister Pam I enjoyed the new letter, whatever you want to call it, she wrote about Carpenter Ministry, Brother James. I enjoyed that so much. A lot of times we're not, I'm going to come to this again later, we're not really seeing worldwide what's happening in the kingdom of God. There's wonderful things happening in the kingdom of God. Acts 1 and 8 says, You shall receive power when? When? Well, that's not one time an issue. I've been 
in the church, and I've heard people say, you only get the Holy Ghost one time. I got in the church, I was ignorant. You're looking at one ignorant man. I have never read one word in that Bible. And when they told me that, I went to that Bible again to see if that was true. That is not true. You ought to be receiving the Holy Ghost over and over and over if you're going to stay alive in the kingdom of God. I won't give you the scriptures there in that Bible where they received it again. I'm glad I'm receiving it over and over. Peggy says, I'm bossing you. I said, well, I don't see that. I see you're trying to help me, and Lord only knows how much help I need. When she rides with me sometimes, she look over at that gauge on that truck, said, Dupree, you got to get some gas. I said, it's half full. She said, got to get some gas. Church half full is not going to win the victory in Christ's kingdom. We're going to have to be full of the Spirit of God. Going to have to stay full. Stay full. You shall be witnesses unto me, unto all the world. A witness is to win souls. Acts 13, the Holy Ghost said, separate Paul and Barnabas. Well, it said Barnabas and Paul for the work that I've called them. We're on the verge of seeing things we've never seen and experienced before. We are. We, we, we own that birth. Young people are seeing vision. Ken says he's not old, but he's having dreams, so I guess he's old. Acts 2 said it was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There's no shadow of changing. Brother Melvin and I was praying this morning. He broke down right there and went to crying. Lord, they, he's seen some things here lately with Barbara back in the hospital again after a few days. He said, I want to see a move of God. I want to see him when they come to church. There'll be a move of God in their lives. He wants to see these things happen. St. John 3, 34 says, God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. That meaning Jesus Christ. I've had people say, well, you can't have what he had. St. John 20, he said, as I was sent, so I send you. He was sent full of the Holy Ghost and power. So he said, as I was, so I send you to be full of the Holy Ghost and full of power. Can you hear amen? The church is to be full, running over. That's another message, full and running over. St. John seven thirty eight said, Out of your most inward being, or some translation, belly, or your heart, shall flow rivers of living waters. Rivers of living waters. That should be continued. I'm not saying I've always had it, but I'm going to make my best effort to stay full of the Holy Ghost, running over the rest of the days of my life. You say, well, Brother Billy Reed, you say that because you're old. Well, you know, I still want to leave here full and running over. God so loved that he did what? We're to love the, not the world, we're in the world, but we're to love. We're to love. You're to love to turn the other cheek. I read an article just recently, a man 
powerful in his ministry about in the 1800s. He said, this one person in another church that I disliked. I don't know why I said I just disliked him. And the Lord spoke to me and said, the next thing to dislike is hate. If you dislike, then you hate. There's not room in our hearts to hate or to dislike. We are to be full of what? Full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus came with the love of God, had sent him to this world. Shed is to pour out. It means to keep pouring out and keep overflowing. So this love keeps pouring out in our lives. You know, when a baby is born and he, he or she sucks his mother's breast, And after the milk starts flowing, they quit sucking. Y'all know that? They don't suck no more. They just lay there on the mama's bosom and just drink in the wonderful milk that God has designed. And that's what we have to learn. There's going to be a time in our lives where we're going to have to really suck for the anointing. But once it starts flowing... We're going to have to learn to step back. Come on, church, and enjoy the peace and the presence of God. You cannot force God through prayer or fasting. He gives willingly, and he wants you to enjoy it. How many believe God wants you to enjoy your life? Enjoy the Holy Ghost. Enjoy living. Amen. Praise God. Have you ever watched a honeybee? They fly to a flower that God created. He created that bee, and he sticks his little snoot in there, and he stays there until he gets his belly full. And then he goes back to the hive where the queen is, and there he will put his little honey in there, and they build a honeycomb, and you and I enjoy the honey. That's what you and I have to do. We got to be the bee. We got to suck the nectar out of the flower. And then we got to go back to the church and put our part in it. And first thing you know, there's sweet honey. Amen. I love honey. Yes. I love peanut butter on a cracker, and I put a little circle in it, and I put honey in there. How many are glad for honey? Oh, you have a part to do to make honey and carry it back to the hive. And when the Spirit of the Lord is moving sometime, all he wants you to do is just enjoy his presence. Just lay back and rest and just let it flow. How many are glad that the miraculous thing that God has made just for you and I? Just, just, just for you and I, out of your most inner being shall come what? A what? Living waters. It is believed when Elijah went to the widow, she had one enough meal, enough oil for one cake. She's going to eat and die. It is believed that Elijah lived the rest of the famine there at the widow's house. He knew. How I many know that God is going to, going to supply all of our needs? How? According to what? 
according to his riches in glory. He knew every time, Brother Melvin, that he went, or the widow went back to that barrel, there was going to be enough for tomorrow when he went again. I mean, believe it, God is going to supply your needs today, tomorrow, and the next day. He can make your cup run over. Amen. Romans 5 and 6, he died for you when you was without strength. You didn't have no strength. The word strength there in the Hebrew, I mean the Greek mean when you was feeble, when you was sick, and when you was weak, he came to your rescue. Amen. I wonder how I got better. Just sharing, he came to your rescue. And he poured his love in there. He pours his strength in there. I believe it's God's plan. Romans 8 and 11 says, If the spirit of him who raised up Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, he will raise, up, raise you up with Christ and shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit who dwells in you. That's not talking about after you die. I'm sorry. If you think it's talking about after you die, I don't want to cross your sword. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, Brother Don, while you're living, the living God living inside you quickens this mortal flesh. How many know that you have the strength that you have because Christ has quickened your mortal flesh? He's going to quicken it till the day you die. It's not God's plan for us to go to our grave feeble, wore out, old, and sick, and all that. It's his plan to go to your grave like David did, full of good health, long life, and full of riches. You ought to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah for the glory of God that's pouring in our lives and our heart, and he's continuing to pour it in there. When you were without strength, I mean, no, Melvin, he, he's not well yet, but he's on his way. He can walk around this parking lot. I don't know how many times, book it around it. Is it one time when they, oh, he was in Streetport, they didn't think he'd going to live? I want you to know God to strengthen your mortal flesh, your spirit, your heart, your mind, as long as you're here on this earth. Amen. Amen. He causes you to live. He maketh you alive. He going to keep you alive because he has a plan for your life. Quicken means to cause, to live, make alive, and give life to your mortal body. Oh, won't we have a time when we what? I don't like that song too much. I want to have a good time here. I want to be alive here. I want to enjoy life while I'm here. 
And life is not the abundance of things you have in this world. It's the abundance of the Spirit of God and the love of God in our lives. That's what life is really all about. That's real life. Romans 5.21 says, Where sin abound, grace, in other words, favor, did much more abound. Now, what are we here today? Somebody help me out. Some of you people love to watch the news. What are you hearing? Peggy, you want to come up and tell us what you're hearing? Huh? You don't want to come up and tell what you're hearing? You don't have to watch the news. Nearly everywhere you go, they're going to start telling you how bad everything is. Is that right? They're going to tell you this world is going to the dogs. I want you to know the world is not going to dogs, but Christ has a plan for revival for this world before he comes back. I'm going to finish that here in a minute. Where sin abounds, what else abounds? What? What else? We're missing it. Read it. If you're looking on your Bible, read it. What does it say? Much more abound. I don't care how bad sin gets in the world. Gets the world right now in America's got the highest, but woo the rate you they've ever had. Louisiana's already it's the rate they're going right now. They're gonna pass twenty three in murders. But I want you to know there's something greater than all that's happening in the kingdom of God. Much more abound. It's the Holy Ghost and fire. This what? Doing what? Keeping me what? Keeping me alive. Even though the world is abounding in sin, grace is abounding much more. I'm going to start shouting that to the world. Not when they start telling me how bad things is. Someone was telling me the other day just how bad things I said, that's all we're going to do is talk about that. Let's change the subject. They changed the subject and got up and left. That's the truth. I don't want to hear that. I want you to hear what Jesus says about your life. If you're in sin and bound in any way, Jesus wants to make you free and give you the joy that he has and give the life that he has. Oh, glory to God. Grace abound even more and much more. More and much more is it abounding. Paul Billy's saying, where sin increase, grace superabounds. And where's that superabounding happening in our lives? Superabounding. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope and through the power of the Holy Ghost. How many need some joy? Huh? Oh, hallelujah. Now don't misunderstand me. I might not like the price of the gasoline, but I love driving up there and sticking that card in there. Punch that button. <laughs> Fill it up. I remember when you had to go up there and pump the, this thing. Pump gas up there, a gallon. 
And then you take the hose off and stick it in there. I tell you, God has got some kind of connection with us. He's pouring us joy. How many need some joy? How many need some peace? The Holy Ghost gives you power, joy, and peace. Listen to what he says here in the Greek. The word joy means cheerfulness. Proverbs said, a cheerful heart does it good like a medicine, but worry rots away the mire in the bone. And when that happens, that your blood flows through your bones, through the mire, it hinders that mire where the blood can't go throughout our lives and keep us alive. You need to be cheerful, right? There's a school teacher that taught Queen City School, told Peggy, that all the years I have taught school in my life, Holly Hogue is the most cheerful, happiest person I have ever taught in my life. How I many you know we need to be cheerful? We need to be happy. We need to be joyful. And it goes on to say here in the Greek, it means also exceedingly fullness. I got the joy, joy of the Lord where down in my heart he wants to have joy. Joy. David said, by the Lord I run through troops and jumped over walls. How many need some peace? Peace. Peace means prosperity of the spirit, the natural. Y'all want to hear the rest of it? Quietness and rest. I have never in my life heard of so many can't sleep at night. It may be for a lot of different reasons. Peggy Shake cannot get over. I can sit on the couch. She and I get to talking. And the first thing you know, not she's born. <laughs> When I lay down, she can't understand when I lay down at night and lay my head down, I'm gone. Gone. I'll tell you, God wants you to be peaceful. God wants your body to be healthy. He wants your mind to be healthy. He's pouring in us constantly, consistent of his life that he wants us to have. And also, that you may abound in hope. If we had hope in this world only, we'd be what? Always be the most miserable people in the world. But you have hope. The hope in the Greek there means to be exceed a fixed number or measure to be over abundance. How many needs over abundance of hope? Oh, overabundance of hope pouring in our life consistently, consistently. Then it goes on to the noun for hope, meaning more than is necessary, super needed, supernatural abundance. Now somebody tell me what happened when Jacob and Esau met together. First thing they do, they fell on one another and kiss one another. 
Now, us men don't do that today, do they? Oh, that's no, no. President Carter was the president of God and one Sadat swore, swore he'd never shake a hand of a Jew. That's how bad he hated him. But when he got out of prison, he met the ruler of Israel. They hugged and what? Kiss one another. Not on their lips. But when Carter met him in the, out in the yard, he kissed President Carter because of the joy. The joy of the Lord. He was a changed man. A changed man. Hope means to anticipate with pleasure, with over-expectancy confidence. Anybody in here need any confidence? Do you need some confidence? I'm telling you, he, he wants you to worry and fret and... and uh, Peggy had an uncle and aunt. Her uncle loved to coon hunt. He just loved coon hunting. Went coon hunting that night and come back, and his wife asked him, said, uh, well, how did you do tonight? He said, we didn't do too good. Said, oh, Monterey. Monterey was his dog. Said, he just fretted all night instead of hunting. Listen, God don't want you full of fretness. He wants you full of joy, peace, gladness, cheerfulness, overflowing, that others can have a part of that, part of that. We find in Numbers 21, starting in verse 16, Israel was told, starting today, the lawgiver, meaning Moses, is going to give you some new instructions because you've been drinking of the rock, just the water coming out of it. That's what you've been doing. But I'm letting you know that's going to come to the end. Not long they're going to enter in Canaan's land, and they won't be drinking from that rock. Neither cloud or the fire, the fire above is going to follow them anymore. But he never leaves you without hope. He said, now here's what I want you to do. I want you, all the princes and the elders to take their stays and start digging some wells. I would hate to have to dig a well with a stick. Huh? I'm, I'd hate that. Now, now, is any of you elders in here? Any noblemen's in here? Elders, elders, women, thing? He said, now, I want you to start digging the well with sticks. Stays. Start digging the well. But then the well is dry. And here's what he said for the congregation to do. And I wonder what would happen if the whole congregation do what he said to do right here. What would really happen? What would happen to three million people? This is what he told them to do. Three million people is what he told them to do. I want Israel with joyfulness. I want them to sing unto the well. Now, ain't that dumb? You could singing around an empty well and no water.
Sister Rhonda Marlam, I ain't never got what Brooke said. Them two boys in the back of the seat. I love when people say this thing. I just hang on to it. I'm like a bulldog. I get a hold of it. I hold on to it. He said, now I want you to sing. I want all three million of us. That's the claim. That's how many left. Can you imagine all three million in harmony? And this is what I want you to sing to this empty well. Sprang up, oh well. Listen, when God gives a commandment and we obey the commandment, it's something going to happen that's empty. It's going to come full and it's going to bring life to everybody that's standing around and filled with the power of God in their lives. When we begin to sing together, not just, I, I think I counted them up. Did I miscount them? There's about 15 praise and worship people up here. Is that how many it is, 15 or 16? How many, how many of us tune in with them? and sing with them. You say, I can't sing. I can't neither. And Leo Garrison told me that one time. He said, now you get down on the other end. You stay away from me. You keep me off key. And start, Charlie Hooker said, come over here, Brother Bill, stand beside me. He said, I'll sing with you. I want to encourage us when they up here singing, let's all join in. Let's all sing till the well begin to spring up and till the bubbling begin to bubble up from an empty well. We never know who's going to feel, be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost of joy unspeakable and full of glory when we begin to sing. Sing, spring up, oh well. That's foolishness. And God has shows the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Louisiana is a rice state. I watched this some time ago. The only reason I know. And they also get hurricanes like Puerto Rico. Sometimes it wipes out their whole crops. But Louisiana got to notice in Puerto Rico has two rice harvests per year. Excuse me. Louisiana only has one. I mean, no, if you see your neighbor prospering, you might ought to go visit them, see, see, see. So these Louisianians got them a committee and went to Puerto Rico. And they asked these Puerto Ricans, how do y'all grow two rice crops per year? They said, well, we'll show you. They came back to Louisiana and began to show them. Now, I want you to remember now, they have hurricanes that wipes their crops completely out sometime. But with their rice, Louisiana, and Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico grows its uh, pineapples and other things, and they grow coffee. They can't get enough laborers now to pick coffee because you got to pick it by hand. But here's the point they was making. They did not consult with their government for any money. Today, their income, Puerto Rico and Louisiana income on crop bearing is 
$1.2 trillion per year. Come on, church. God has something that we'll just start noticing. We're seeing is abounding. We're floods is abounding. We're all that is abounding. God is raising up something greater than that. He's raising up something a lot greater. $1.2 trillion a year of rice and whatever to help feed this country. Listen, church, we can be an influence to this world. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. Full of grace. Sin abounding. Well, you know, Brother Billy, the old miracle, you know, just what's happening to her. She's the only country that people are trying to get in. Others are trying to get out. But I believe it's got something to do with the end time revival. We're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed in everything we do. We may lose some things. Brother Don and Sister Rhonda lost a house a few years ago. Just burned down. Look what's over there now. Nine of them lost their house. Maybe you've lost some things. I've read other days that don't never think about what you've lost. Every moment you're thinking of your loss, you're spoiling your future. The quicker you get past that and move into your future, what God has for you, the better off you're going to be. Just give God praise. Give God thanks. He's going to move you into abundance like you never imagined before. Louisiana would still be on one rice crop a year if they hadn't went to the Puerto Ricans and found out how they'd done it. And look what they're doing today. God bless you today. Love is being what? Poured out constantly and consistently. God bless you for being here today. Hallelujah.